the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Today is Friday, and you know what that means. That's right. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about, as we do on Fridays. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can call and change the conversation. Maybe there's something on your mind, a Bible question. This is a Christian show. Maybe it's something in the news. Maybe you just didn't get through earlier in the week on some issue. Today's the day, 888-528-2557. And uh, we'd love to hear from you today. All right. Uh, lots going on, of course, in the news. If you are in Southern California, one of the issues the last few years has been uh, the drought, although that was erased last year. We got so much rain. I think we're going to get that again. I just have this feeling. I don't, maybe, I mean, the feeling doesn't matter, but, uh, you know, um, we had more rain than we ever get last year. I think, uh, Los Angeles alone is seven or eight more inches this year than all of Seattle. That's, that's the truth. Well, uh, a city of Los Angeles today received more than $19 million in state grant money for climate resilience projects, uh, including the Department of Water and Power's turf replacement program that will pay for free yard transformations in undeserved communities. That's a, I, I read that off of – does that make sense? In undeserved communities. I don't think that's what they mean. Like your community doesn't deserve this. I think what they mean is is communities where that's hard to afford, where you, you are it's going to be targeted towards communities that need to do this but aren't doing this and and all of that. Anyway, this is the uh, mayor of L.A., Karen Bass, talking about it. Today was a day where we announced a grant from the state so that we could encourage Angelinos, especially Angelinos in underserved areas, to transition away from the traditional lawn that we're used to in Los Angeles. It's just fantastic. Low maintenance, hardly any water, and uh, I get to go enjoy myself golf. <laughs> you know, that guy in the golf statement makes me laugh because <laughs> what do they have at golf courses more than anywhere else in the city? Grass and water. And he's all excited. Oh, low maintenance. I don't. <laughs> there's just, anyway, there's a disconnect there. I get the thing, though, about not doing the yard work if that is your thing. My question is, what do you think about this? Do you, do you like the fake turf? Do you want that? Is it worth it or not worth it? Is it better to have live water-wise plants? You don't have to do the fake grass. You can have actual plants that don't suck up a lot of water. Uh, or is it better to just have grass? Put it in a, uh, you know, a putting green in your front yard. Why not? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Uh, what do you think, uh, Jose, you like the fake grass that uh, they're putting around, or do you, would you rather have real grass? Or you know, when you look at all of this, what do you think? I think because in my high school they put uh, that turf, and it, even when it was hot, the field would get hot. But I feel like with grass, it's just more cooler. 
So I, I'm going to go with the real grass. You go with the real grass. Yeah, the real grass is uh, definitely better. My high school, what they, they put in was uh, cement everywhere. And uh, that pretty much did it, I think, uh, for, for most of it. 888, <laughs> water-wise, although I, it's been a while in my high school, and uh, they just did put in a football field, and I'm guessing it's grass. And we, did, we had to go, we played our football games at the local community college, which had grass. We used uh, to play soccer games on the cement. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> With soccer games on the cement. And uh, we had, uh, and I don't know, Jose, it might be different in my day. We had dodgeball tournaments on the uh, on the asphalt. And we had teachers come out and play, and they would peg you in the face. You're 10 years old, and you get smacked in the face by that big rubber ball by a teacher, and you liked it. It was good. Did you ever have that? I would play that game. I would exclusively go for the head. Oh yeah, you have to go for the head. <laughs> you have to go for the head in that game. I don't. I think they've been trying to ban dodgeball, but uh, that was certainly not in my day. We had real concrete, or if we had grass, we had real grass. There was no fake grass. I think you know, like there was. It was an oddity in uh, professional sports if there was the astroturf. We called it. You know, back then, and I think they're getting rid of that because I think it's bad for athletes, right? It's more likely, isn't that what happened uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers? Right? They're blaming. Do they blame the turf for his injury? Yeah, they blame MetLife Field, with that, which has turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the the New York Jets. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Okay, so I want your opinion, everybody listening. What do you think? Do you? Um, like the fake turf, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Would you rather have, if you're going to redo your your yard, or maybe you're not going to, uh, better to just have grass and just use the water? You know, and what if what if you know all the stuff that they say about the the climate change? What if climate change means all of a sudden we're always going to get a bunch of rain? You know, then we're just putting in carpet over the dirt, and uh, I don't think we should do that either. I don't know. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. The city of Los Angeles received nineteen million dollars in grant money. It's going to be targeted towards. Uh, let's see. I think they were very specific about the, this article I read. Said undeserving neighborhoods. Your neighborhood doesn't deserve it. That's that's the wrong word. They're look. They must be trying for some other word there. Uh, let's see about. Um, they're going to it's going to be in uh, the city of Wilmington we'll get some of it and uh, a few different places here around LA and I know in San Diego we did that a while ago during the, I lived in San Diego during that drought and uh, I replaced my whole yard I did it myself well I shouldn't say that my wife helped a lot but I did a lot of the uh, the hard work with it we put in rocks and uh, some water-wise plants that's what we did lots of rocks and uh, those keep the heat, too. It was pretty warm, I got to say. We lived out in uh, East County, San Diego. Um, and uh, But, uh, you know, I, I dug out all of the grass, and I, I hesitate. To, I would prefer grass, and I would prefer to spend the money on the water. Uh, I like the grass. You know, my wife works at a school whenever I go to her office, and I, and I get to smell the grass they have at the school. She's right next to the uh, football field where her office is. And I smell the grass, and I love it. And I miss that because um, where I live now and uh, where I've been for a long time, I feel like, uh, you know, it's uh, concrete. 888-528-2557. Paul in L.A., what do you think about this? uh, What do you like as far as redoing your your landscape? Well, when I was coming up in school, they were saying green plants were what takes carbon dioxide out of the air and puts oxygen into the air. Right. I've had that question about this. Like, isn't it 
you know, putting in all the fake stuff and taking out green plants. Somebody call about this who knows this, because isn't that weird? If we're trying to get carbon dioxide out of the air, shouldn't we be planting trees and planting grass and planting actual living green things? Uh, yeah, I would Seems like it to me. I guess you have to balance out whatever the uh, the, the water uh, deal is. All right, Paul, <laughs> that's an interesting point. I think somebody should say that. It, you know, that's what I learned in school, right, is that the uh, plants eat the carbon dioxide, essentially, and they put out the uh, the oxygen. But, of course, they need water. And, you know, do the, the water-wise – the water-wise plants are like those succulents and, uh, you know, desert-type uh, plants. My, my wife should be doing the show right now because she knows what they're called. And um, she was very good at it. In fact, uh, we'd grow this stuff in our yard, and she would – I guess you can take a clipping of it off and then give it to the neighbors, and then they can plant it. It's uh, um, remarkable how uh, God has made things. 888-528-2557. Are you going to replace your yard um, with uh, fake grass this year or uh, some other kind of uh, drought-resistant materials? And what do you think about that? 888-528-2557. Rachel in Orange County, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you. Good afternoon. So um, I definitely real grass um, for a few reasons. Um, we have dogs. I don't know how how they poop on fake grass. I've that was always been a concern of mine, you know. Well, they do it the same way they do on the real grass. It's what happens next that's the problem. Right. <laughs> you know, so so real grass for sure. Um you know, there there's a movie there was a movie out a few years ago called The Lorax and and basically, you know, the synopsis of it was, you know, void of anything nature. Um it was a Dr. Seuss called The Lorax mm-hmm. and it's kind of a take on that. It was a really really good uh Dr. Seuss cartoon, but um, there's just no replacement for 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 the real real deal. I, I would rather have dirt than fake grass, and and it's plastic. It's some kind of synthetic material. How how is that helping the environment? You know, I mean, how does that? Is it biodegradable? I, I have no idea. You know, a lot of the issues when it comes to uh, you know modern environmental, and we're happy to plant them and, and watch them grow. Yeah, there, we're, we're missing something, I think, by not putting in the real stuff, right? And uh, like you said, there's, there is typically uh, some other environmental trade-off that maybe you don't want, uh, actually, with some of this stuff. All right, Rachel, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. If you're going to replace your yard because of um, water, it's really about the water, right? And it depends on where you live. You know, I lived in one part of uh, San Diego County where our water was pretty cheap, right? So, you know, in fact, I was about to say the reason I was tearing out my grass wasn't really because we wanted to put in the uh, the rocks and all of that. It had more to do with the fact that I was lousy at keeping it up and the grass was dying and it was always full of weeds and it looked terrible. And uh, it was basically, okay, you know what, I'm done. And I put in the rocks and uh, we were thinking about selling the house, so that worked out pretty well. And uh, that's the reason. I was I was kind of terrible at it. But I miss the grass. For sure, I miss the, the, the grass. But then we moved to another place, and our water bill went up four times. It multiplied by four. Uh, that, you know, so it kind of, I think, in some way might depend on where you live, what part of uh, the county, wherever you live. 888-528-2557. Diana in Orange, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you. I'm calling to just share um, something of what a difference a letter can make, because you made the comment that why did I think they made a misprint when they the mayor of L.A. said 
undeserved areas. I don't know if she um, said that or it's in the article I'm reading. Well, the clip that you played, I heard her. Oh, say is that it, what she said? Oh, that, you know, okay. Yeah, and and you you know you heard underserved, and uh, so I wrote them down because I'm thinking, well, that that is undeserved is weird, but I wrote it down. There's one R in missing in. Underserved. Oh, so it's uh, it's not undeserved. That makes so much it's more sense. It's a typo. versus undeserved. <laughs> I wonder what, like, uh, you know, it's probably spell checker or one of these things. Right. Underserved. I, Got it. Right. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. I certainly am not calling to make a correction. I'm just calling no, uh, because I thought that was fun. Well, I'm, gr- I'm grateful for that. Uh, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to live in an undeserving neighborhood. <laughs> no, that's You know right. what... Uh, we have $19 million for you to replace your yards and save on your water bill, but your neighborhood doesn't deserve it. Right. And I will add that I'm for the grass, and I kept my grass, but I need more water to keep it green. And water's expensive, so that's the hard part, but I still prefer the grass. Yeah, I think I think most people probably, if if it wasn't a matter of expense, I think they'd keep the grass. Right, uh, right. All right. I think so too. Diana. Especially because I think we're we are. I agree with you that we're probably going to get more rain again this year. I think so. I think so. We'll, we'll have to see. I mean, who knows? But I don't uh, know. But if we do, I can turn off my water. That'll be wonderful. Right. <laughs> <Take some> money. <laughs> So. All right. Diana, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show today. 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. And it's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything you'd like to talk about. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You can call and change the conversation. You can ask a Bible question, maybe something in the news, maybe you didn't get through earlier, something on your mind. Today's the day. We'll change the conversation just for you. Right now, we are talking about uh, Los Angeles is getting $19 million in state grant money to help people change out their yards. I noticed something about this, and and we looked into this, and we couldn't – I think we didn't qualify, but we didn't really know about it at the time. There was a similar program. But the thing is, is it's free yard transformation programs. That's what they say. Um, and I, I haven't looked at this specifically, but I'll bet it's the same. The thing is, is that you have to do your yard and pay for it and then fill out all the paperwork. And if they decide that you qualified and you did it correctly, then they will reimburse you. So I, I don't think that it's a grant money that you can just go get the money and then do your yard. I think they make you do your yard and pay for it. And then if you did it properly, they will uh, reimburse you if you fill out all the paperwork and everything, unless you live in an undeserving neighborhood, in which case you just uh, did all that work for nothing because you just don't deserve it in your neighborhood. We should <laughs> – what would make a, undes- a neighborhood just undeserving of, of anything? Halloween's coming up. You know, some neighborhoods, I remember as a kid, they just don't hand out any candy. There's nothing. That's an undeserving neighborhood. That would be, that would be what my kids say. 888-528-2557 is the number. Uh, what do you think about the, uh, the fake grass versus real grass? If you're going to redo your yard, how would you do it? You do it in, in the fake grass, and, and I'd love somebody to learn about what's the environmental impact of fake grass. It's rubber, right? It's, it's manufactured. And you know when you get into all of that stuff, and you start talking about how much carbon is pumped in the air. You know, we've talked about it with the, the car batteries for the electric car, that there's so much more carbon and so much more mining and other environmental problems, even what you do with the batteries later, that it's probably not actually doing anything. And, and recent articles have said you don't even, there's not even a trade-off until 80,000 miles or 100,000 miles. 888-528-2557. So I wonder if that's the way it is with the uh, the fake grass. Cindy in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. 
Hi, thanks for taking my call. I've had a drought-tolerant yard for nine years, and I love it. Mm. It has a lot of California plants in it. Yeah. I get butterflies. I get hummingbirds. I get seasonal birds flying in. Uh, what I have heard about the fake grass is, because it's been put in our area for the kids to play on for soccer, it ruins their shoes because it gets so hot, their shoes start to melt, so they have to tape them. Really? Uh, wow. That uh, Yeah. From what, huh. from what I've heard... Um, the breakdown on this uh, fake grass, it doesn't break down. What do you do with it? Just like solar uh, batteries, uh, the all those things, they, there's, how do you break it down? Yeah. What do you do with it? Afterwards? And they say that the solar panels, now that they're going to have to start recycling them after their 20 or 25 years, you know, or up, whatever it is, that it's toxic for the ground. It's like bad for the groundwater. Where do you put them? Yeah, so how do you, how do you recycle something that you're not, uh, you don't have the knowledge for? I miss the grass a little bit. Um, a California drought yard is a lot of work. Put a lot of work into my yard every week. So if you think you're going to switch over from grass to a drought-tolerant yard with a plant, expect a lot of work. But there's a lot of payback. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm with you. I'd rather have something living rather than just, you know, the, the fake grass and the, the, the look of it. Uh, I think that Thank makes you for sense. Taking my call. Yeah, Cindy, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show today. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Mark in LA, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott. I just have a quick question, I guess. Um, people are spending so much money to just have their grass look good. What if like there was a bill that were to help out family members that had uncles or like people that just were homeless and so instead of having that money go into like grass why not help out their family members get rehabilitated yeah it's a you mean so that like individual families could use that money for that type of purpose with somebody they know yeah specifically family family members yeah you know what what's interesting about that mark is that that this money is targeted towards yards, it's $19 million, but the state of California alone has spent billions with a B on homelessness, billions. So it, it dwarfs the $19 million altogether. And what you're suggesting is probably a better idea for a lot of people if, if families could be given a grant to get involved with a relative who is homeless or who is dealing with uh, drug addiction or other stuff. That's an interesting way to look at it. I mean, for sure, I would say we, we don't spend that money in any way that's appropriate. It's obviously not working. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, interesting idea there. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. I think it's... Um, you know, whenever we're talking about government money, the first thing to remember is it's not government money. It's our money. It's taxpayer money. Okay, that's that's where the money comes from. There isn't government money that grows on trees that's somehow different than everybody else's money. It's government money. And, you know, whenever it comes to the drought and stuff, you know, watching those reservoirs get low the last couple of years was, was uh, you know, it should raise some eyebrows with, with lots of things. Um, watching them get full in one year. They told us, one article I read said 50 years before they filled up again of regular, and it did it in one year. Uh, that might happen again. 
The uh, a really interesting thing is to me also somebody said about the what do the dogs do near my house we have this little this area that's a sort of a park and it's right in front of people's homes and it's in kind of a homeowner's enclosed area and they've got one of those uh doggy baggy things in front of it right so it sort of invites you to bring your dog to that little park there well the people who live in front of it hate it when people bring their dogs over there because they do their business on the turf and they either don't clean it up at all or just sits it just it just sits there and it stinks. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a whole different thing. I don't know. My thought is uh, don't let your dog go on that stuff. Uh, find a dirt area or do something like that. They've got doggy – they have doggy restrooms in the airports. Have you seen that before? You go in there and, uh, you know, they've got uh, the men's room and the women's room and the uh, non-gender room and the both-gender rooms and the multiple-gender rooms. And there's so many different bathrooms now. But they also have the uh, doggy bathroom. And if you open that up, there's a fire hydrant on some fake grass in there. I'm not even making that up. I am not kidding. That is for real. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm I am much more in favor I think of having something alive, but uh, you do have to work it. And I'll do I do agree that I I like the idea that I don't have to work my yard uh as much. I like working the yard. It's the time commitment that I think you get to a certain point and you just say, "You know what? The time commitment uh doesn't work for me." And uh, that's what's happening. You know what? Speaking of time, and I don't know if you thought about this, and in particular with the weather out there. By the way, this is the Pastor Scott Show, and uh, I am Scott Furrow. How about that? Uh, Fall is here. It is fall. And it seems like it's summer out, and that's the way it is here in Southern California. But Christmas is coming. I'm not kidding. That's it. It, Christmas is coming. It'll be here before you know it. And uh, you know what? If you like to decorate your house, so not just the grass and other things that you're doing for the, the water and all of that, but if you're one of these people, and this is getting me more and more uh, interesting for people, one of the best ideas and places where you can get the most inspiration is at Aldic Home. Uh, their Van Nuys showroom here in Los Angeles in Van Nuys is one of the biggest and most dazzling displays of Christmas decorations you'll ever see. 60 fully decorated Christmas trees right inside there. If you go inside there, 60 trees. I mean, it's fantastic. And there's 70 more trees on the lot. It's huge. Big ornaments, uh, beautiful sparking lights, all of that stuff for Christmas. For over 70 years, Aldic Home has always been unique in this way. And uh, many of their decorations are exclusive just to them. And uh, you can go in there and see it. There's really no place like Aldic Home for the holidays if you're looking for that. And right now you can save 20% off of ornaments, ribbons, decor, and more. Uh, Aldic Home, it's in Van Nuys on Sepulveda Boulevard and at Satakoy. Visit aldichome.com, A-L-D-I-K home.com. That's A-L-D-I-K home.com. Tell them Scott Furrow sent you and check it out. We'll be back with your calls. It's Open Line Friday, Pastor Scott Show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor, I'm Pastor Scott. This is the Pastor Scott Show. And that's what I was going to say. It is the Pastor Scott Show. But that little music lets you know it's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything you'd like to talk about today. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. You can change the subject. You can bring up something you couldn't bring up earlier in the week. Maybe you just have something on your mind, a Bible question or a question about something in the news. Today is the day. 888 528 
2557. I was watching the the uh, news and a uh, story about West Long Beach Little League. They got a robbery out there, and they were left without practicing equipment. And Steve's got into thieves, or Steve's. I don't think their name's Steve. They could be. That's possible, you know, but I don't know that. So if you're Steve out there, I'm not accusing you. Thieves got in, and they broke all, uh, broke into the, you know, the, the shack where they keep all of their stuff. All of the different kinds of equipment and other stuff was stolen. And the thing is that's important about this, uh, that's bad wherever it would happen. But this Little League is one that serves communities that where it's really hard for the kids to actually find that stuff. And they're taking away, these thieves took away from kids, according to the league's president, that they need to be successful, not just at baseball, but these programs, you know, they when people are really working at them, they help kids stay out of gangs. They help kids stay out of other trouble, whatever that is. They develop character. There's so many benefits to programs like this. It's very frustrating. Here's part of the news report. Whoever did do it obviously knew what they wanted. There was There's so much other things in there, you know, and they decided to take those things. It sucks not only for my child who's in the league, but every child of the community. The league in one of Long Beach's most disadvantaged neighborhoods is trying to move forward, but this theft is adding to the unsafe image that they've tried to combat. There was a shooting at the park earlier this year that left a 17-year-old dead, and other leagues do not want to play here. It kind of hurts a little bit, you know, but we'll bounce back. Tarasos is trying to change that image. He grew up on the west side. And we're like one big family. And he says that family is pulling together now, helping the league with the GoFundMe to raise money to buy new gear. The support system has been incredible. Parents even say kids are pitching in. He even offered to give me his money to help, you know, raise funds. So, I mean, you feel for them because they want to help any way they can. You know, it's a huge deal and it angers me. I'm so mad. And the idea that the thieves broke in and they didn't take everything. So they they knew what they wanted. They probably have been there, right? It's somebody that they know. It's very likely uh, that's the case, I think. You know, I have worked with some little leagues and sport groups that are put on by churches or put on by uh, different organizations that are really trying to help kids in neighborhoods where, um, you know, there's lots of other bad things for kids to get involved in, and it's expensive to play sports, right? I mean, it is baseball is expensive. Baseball bats are crazy expensive. You got to buy the baseball bat. You got to buy the socks. You got to buy the jersey. You got to buy a glove. You got to buy. You got to pay for the hat. Sometimes there's little league fees. There's all of these different things that you end up doing when you put your kid in little league, and uh, it can be shocking. And then for a lot of families, it's not really possible. And so this kind of uh, outreach. This kind of uh, neighborhood little league, like the West Long Beach Little League, is a big deal. It impacts people's lives in ways that are far beyond just what you you learn by playing baseball. And you know, if you think about this, if you're out there in Long Beach in that area, uh, check it out and see if there's a way that you can help. You probably have most of the time. These leagues and things that I've been involved with before, they'll take donations. And you got to be kind of careful with that. But, you know, you got an old glove sitting in the garage that you haven't used since you were in Little League or you haven't used in a while. Donate that somewhere to one of these groups. So it goes to a kid who needs a glove. Baseball bats, they always change the requirements of baseball bats, which I think is a little bit of a scam. But uh, in the Little League business, that's a whole other subject. It's like, no, you can't use this bat. Well, I just bought this bat last year. Yeah, but it doesn't have the sticker on it that they're requiring this year. Oh. And uh, you have to spend another 100 bucks on a bat. Um, you know what? Sometimes I'll bend the rules for things like that. I got to tell you what, it is so important 
and sports is such a huge deal for young kids and for developing character, for developing teamwork. And usually the people who are working in these areas have, you know, in these with these teams have the right heart and the right attitude for really helping uh, these kids. It just it just really angers me uh, that this happens. So, you know, take some time in the community where you live and find out, you know, maybe where you live, everything's, uh, you know, fancy and nice and most people don't need that kind of help. But there are places where I, what, I, what I want you to understand is you're helping kids stay alive. You're helping them stay out of serious trouble. You're helping kids in such a way because the kids are dying for it. They need cleats. They need, you know, how you buy the cleats for your kids. They make it for oh, maybe a whole season your football cleats or your baseball cleats or whatever kind of shoes they need, and then they grow out of them, and they're still decent uh, shoes. And donate them. Donate them to organizations that give them to kids who need them so they can play their sports. Because when kids are just bored and they're just hanging out with other kids and mom and dad both work or dad's not in the picture or maybe mom and dad aren't in the picture or there's various reasons for all of that, there's just a lot of kids who they don't have anything to do and that gets them in a lot of trouble. The sports is good for them. It's healthy. It is teamwork and I have seen it change lives and you know these thieves that target this little league uh, organization out there um, it's just extra bad it's just super super bad this is the Pastor Scott show 888-528-2557 is the number 888-528-2557 is the number it is um, you know I have literally I have seen kids who are targeted towards gang members I was a part of a I was a part of a uh, organization that really was trying to help people stay out of gangs. And right outside the little league or right outside the junior high, there would be a gang member they call a shot caller who's recruiting kids like, hey, go break into that house or go break into that car, go uh, rob that lady's purse or do something that kind of initiates you. And what you find is that, uh, you know, one of the ways to help avoid that is if the kid has something better to do because they're going to the baseball field, because they are going to the football field or going out to play basketball, they're going to do something. And this break-in just bothers me because I know it hurts more than just the sport. 888-528-2557. Marco in Hermosa Beach, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, thank you so much for your program. Hi, Marco. Yes, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I'm from another country, and uh, obviously this country is the richest country in the world. Yeah. The, the The most generous country as well. With uh, 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 not bad about it. that's hands up. But I've been here and I had three boys, 33, 29, and 18 years old. What I experienced the most is in sports, uh, like my son, for example, played baseball and soccer. We have to do car wash, we have to do everything as possible to uh, sponsor basically our team. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never understood that part. Like, how come? This country gives away billions and billions and billions of dollars to other countries and doesn't help, uh, like, our youth. Like, why do we need to... I mean, it's okay, not a big deal, obviously, because I want a son to play sports, and I know that's the way for him to stay away from other not a good stuff. But I, do you have any idea why the politicians don't uh, uh, invest on our youth? 
pretense when it comes to sports. Yeah, you know, uh, the the why is because our priorities are, are messed up in a lot of ways. You know, and right now, and this has been this way in our country for a long time, we t- often talk about the debt that we have, all that money that we're giving away and doing all kinds of stuff in. We don't actually have that money. It's it's money that is being printed for these things. And you could ask the same question. Well, if we're going to spend ourselves into debt, why don't we help uh, our kids? You know, why don't we use right. it for stuff like that? That's a good question. But the, the priority is to ultimately spend money we don't even have. That's the big problem. And that also that also drives up the prices. So the price of the baseball glove, the price of the equipment you buy for whatever sport is going up and hurting more and more families because of inflation. It's just another thing that eventually prices families out of the little league or it prices them out of, you know, whatever it is. You know, one of the reasons that soccer is such a uh, popular sport is because you don't have a lot of equipment. You've got a ball and you've got, you know, soccer cleats you would ultimately have and you've got the shin guards. You can start adding up that equipment and everything. But it can be played easily. But some sports, I, w- I was going to play uh, hockey once, and my parents couldn't afford it. And I kept asking to play hockey. I had a friend who played hockey, but it was really expensive. And my f- parents finally gave in, but then the uh, ice skating rink uh, didn't pay their bill, and they, they melted the ice, and there was no hockey career for me. Yeah. Uh, but, you, you know, I think it's a, it's a good question that I would really start asking locally. You know, why? Because your, your local politicians could be doing that. You know, can the cities give a grant so that Little League's not so expensive? Can the cities – your cities have done things like midnight basketball programs, and uh, I used to be a part of one of those, where, and it worked. It was a good thing because it brought a lot of people who would, were out late at night. They're not at home where they should be, and instead of getting in trouble, they came and they played basketball till 2 in the morning. And you know what? It was not a bad thing. It was a good thing. The cities have done some funding with that before. There's lots of things that happen, but, you know, Marco, I would focus on the, the, the local stuff and what is your city or your municipality doing. Um, they might be doing more than you think sometimes. And I, and I think you know, we... And, and, Go ahead. Pastor Scott, and here in, in South Bay, I, I'm not sure you're familiar with, South Bay is a very wealthy uh, uh, area. Mm-hmm. My son went to Peninsula High School, which is, uh, he played soccer there for the four years. And as a, as a sophomore uh, playing the JV team, they play in a soccer field, honest to God, no line, where it has holes. The kids break their ankles. Kids like, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm from Mexico, and I'm like, Mexico, which is a third world country, white poor in this country, mm-hmm. doesn't have that kind of issues at right. certain levels, right? And yeah. I'm like, why do, why the school doesn't even uh, invest a little bit of money in and fix the uh, the soccer field. Yeah, but uh, you know it's anyway, because even in wealthier neighborhoods, sometimes the the if the priority is wrong, whether you've got money or not, you're not spending it in the right place. And you have bloated administrations where you know if you look at the budget for schools and you know the number of students has increased, you know if the students have increased, you know by fifty uh, percent, the administration has increased by five hundred percent. And you go, why do you need to pay that many more people? when there isn't that many more students. What happened? Right? So you have multiple reasons why the money is not getting spent on the kids or things that are really about the kids, and instead it gets spent on, on things that honestly we probably don't need. 
Um, and it's it's a huge problem of priority in our country. It starts with the school board and it starts with the local politicians and, uh, you know, getting involved yourself or, or making sure that you're asking those questions. I think sometimes people don't even think about it, right, who are in those roles. This is just how it is and we're just going to roll with it and you don't have creative thinkers. And you... I think that that you have what's called uh, drift, and I gotta I gotta take a break here, Marco. I appreciate your call on that. You have you have drift away from things. We all deal with that. In fact, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit when we get back because drift is important. What drift is is that you've got the right priorities at first, but then lots of things pile up on it, and you sort of drift away, and then you forgot why you were doing whatever it is in the first place. Uh, everybody does that. Businesses do that. Churches do that. Com- countries do that. The military does that. Everybody does that. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. This is the Pastor Scott Show. It's open line Friday, 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You can watch us right now on kkla.com. You can follow us on social media at Pastor Scott Show, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Pastor Scott Show. Give us a follow right now. We'll be back as Open Line Friday continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. It is Open Line Friday, 888-528-2557. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. So anything on your mind, you can call up, you can change the subject, and we'll get to that. Uh, Before the break, I told you I'd talk a little bit about drift and some things to uh, say about what that means and why, you know, people have been asking some questions about why are our priorities so messed up in some different areas. And uh, part of it is drift, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I want to get to Oscar, who's been on hold for a while here. Oscar in South El Monte, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott. How are you doing, Oscar? Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons we're having our water problems, since we have so much water, and since I was a kid, it always goes to the ocean. Yeah. But Sacramento has done a terrible job um, on all these projects that's supposed to um, infrastructure and better our, our water services, the aqueduct, just like that... Um, desaltation plant in Huntington Beach in Orange County has been crying for over 30 years to get it done, and they've dead hoops to try to pass it. Right. And then the ocean, at the last minute, they said, you can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> and then this, and there's also um, uh, they were going to build, uh, to better our aqueduct, to uh, to better our water, to, I mean, to more be more efficiency project, mm-hmm. and their aqueduct, and they scrapped them also. Our governor did. And, um, that's one of the biggest problems, but like uh, you had callers, we need to have our we the voters. We need to wake up and make calls and write to our our, our representatives and make them be hold accountable. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Oscar, I I think that our state has even passed laws and passed rules about improving our infrastructure in these areas, and we're just simply not doing it. You know, it's something that our our elected officials. Uh, they don't do or they find reasons not to do it, like the Huntington Beach, the desalination plant. You know, there's some it's, – it's expensive to do that, and there's some reasons, but ultimately they kill it for environmental reasons or for pressures of special interests or other things that are probably not, you know, in balance worth it. Uh, you know, my joke has been, you know, we're complaining about a drought, and, uh, you know, what would a state do about a drought when it sits next to the largest body of water in the solar system? 
uh, seems like we can we can resolve that. Eighty percent of the water that uh, we got last year went out to the ocean. We lost eighty percent. Uh, we can do better. Uh, and you're right, Oscar, that we need to reach out to our representatives and uh, and remind them why they're there. In fact, people have been doing that in the last couple of years. I think that, and Oscar, thanks for your call. I think that one of the benefits of the COVID was that we're paying more attention, that more people are paying attention. There's crazy stuff happening in our schools in Sacramento and all kinds of issues. And it's been going on a long time. And, you know, part of it, there's corruption. That's part of it. There are agendas and special interests and money, and that's a lot of it. But a big part of it is that what I was talking about before is is creep. It's called mission creep or it's mission drift. You know what that is? It's, it's something that affects everybody in different ways. Uh, mission creep is actually the, the military term. If you're in the military, you talk about mission creep. And uh, I know it sounds like it's the name for that weird guy, you know, down at the uh, the boardwalk. But uh, no, mission creep is this. It's a gradual shift in objectives in the military during the course of military campaign that often results in an unplanned long-term commitment. You know, why are we, you know, the danger of the Ukraine thing, whatever side you're on and all of that, part of it is mission creep. It's if we're, why are we there? If we're going to keep funding it, if we're going to keep being a part of it, maybe that's good and maybe it's bad. But what tends to happen is we forget why or the why becomes something else. How long were we in Afghanistan and why? What about Vietnam and why? What was it? Why were we there in the beginning? What is there later? That same thing happens in uh, our own lives, in business. It's the gradual shifting of resources away from the primary goal of the business. For example, if you're in business, one of the things you've got to keep in mind is mission drift. You know, what is the purpose of your business? Remember, this is my favorite story I've told before, but it's been a long time, so I get to tell it again, I guess, is remember Borders Books? And board, I loved going to Borders Books. For some reason, that place was a great place to hang out. I used to go to this big two-story one downtown, and you could go in there and get a coffee and sit in a big leather chair and read a book. And just, it was a good place to go if you, you know, wanted something to do. Well, the problem with Borders Books, the reason there is no Borders Books, there's two of them. But the main thing is that they forgot that their business is to sell books at a profit. That's their business. Instead, they became libraries. And they provided that comfy chair. And they provided the coffee. And they provided a great environment for you to go in, hang out with your friends, or hang out by yourself, grab a book off the shelf, sit there and read it with your latte, and then put it back on the shelf and not buy it. And they stopped selling books. And they, got, they were too slow to get on board with the digital book thing that Barnes & Noble barely made it on with their product that they've got there. And, the only, and if you notice, Barnes & Noble was headed that direction. But now if you go into a Barnes & Noble, they got rid of the soft, cushy leather chairs. There's like some hard, uncomfortable chair and probably just one. They want you to – and it's the Borders Book experience. It's called Mission Drift. They forgot that their goal was not to provide a great place for people to hang out and enjoy themselves and enjoy a good book. The purpose of Borders Books was to sell books at a profit. That's the, that's it. Churches do this all the time. You know, churches often becomes organ, become organizations that are built by church people for the purpose and enjoyment of church people, rather than being organizations that are out there to help train church people to benefit non-church people by letting them teach the gospel, right? We, we miss that all the time. Churches become country clubs and museums and political action organizations, left and the right. They become fundraiser organizations. They become a whole bunch of other stuff they forgot about, that the reason that that church was planted, the reason your church exists, 
was to bring the gospel to that neighborhood, to minister to the people in that neighborhood with the gospel. That's that's why. And that happens. That happens in our personal life. It happens in uh, our marriages, right? You get married and you're in love and you got plans. You're going to have kids. You're going to buy a house. You're going to have the American dream together and do all of that. And then you have the kids and you have the house and everybody's working and you're working hard. And then the kids graduate one day. And this happens to marriages all the time. You Your kids finally graduate. Or maybe you even get to the point where you retire. And suddenly you look up at each other at the breakfast table and you say, who are you and why are you in my house? Right? That the, the marriage gets moved apart. It's called drift. You just, you. You know, some, obviously some marriages, there's a lot of bad stuff going on and you, you're in trouble, right? But some marriages are in trouble just because you drift apart. You're living together, but you're more like roommates, right? You're, you, you just struggle with that. Um, you know, there's, there's ways to get all that back. You just have to refocus, whether it's your marriage or your business or your country. That's what we have to do in the country is we have to get back to what's the United States about? Why are we here? What do we offer to the world? What, is, what are our core values that we need to keep? And uh, we have to get our politicians, for example, with the idea of of schools and all of those others. The purpose of schools is to educate people so that they can get a job in the real world and make it. Uh, they're not doing a good job at that. I mean, I'll tell you right now, if you're putting your pronouns on your, your resume, there are lots of people who will not hire you just because you put that on there. Not because they don't even agree with you. It's just they worry that you're a troublemaker, you know, with all of that. There's things that we need to teach that's real. When it comes to your marriage, I want to give you an opportunity, too. If, you, if that's resonating with you and you're saying, gosh, you know, I don't want my marriage to go there or maybe I feel like it is, uh, focus on the family and also Salem Media Group. Our company is presenting a conference coming up in Anaheim uh, on November. November 3rd and 4th. It's called Resist the Drift. That's the name of it. It's a two-day marriage conference. Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley will be there. They're going to share their story. Uh, and what they've learned is they have moved from roommates to soulmates. That is what they are talking about. There's, and it's for any couple, wherever you are in your married life, that even if you think things are going great, and Christy and I have been to this kind of thing before, where we went just to say we went because we were leading people and asking people to go. We thought, oh, we should go. Then you go to this and you realize, you know what, there are some places we're doing fine, but there's some drift and we need to address that. And that's how you get to a place where your marriage grows stronger. And that's what this is about. It's uh, November 3rd and 4th. It's at Calvary Chapel, East Anaheim in Anaheim, California. And um, you can find out more at kkla.com, kkla.com. Click the Resist the Drift banner and uh, you can register for that and there's all the information on there uh, i encourage you to do that even if you think everything is going great in your your marriage it's a great thing for a tune-up and uh, that's that's drift it affects us in all parts of our life okay when we come back we're going to talk about more more open line friday more calls from you about all kinds of different issues and some things in the news that we'll look at from a christian perspective this is the pastor scott show you can watch us at kkla.com you can follow us right now at pastor scott show facebook twitter and instagram give us a follow uh, right now. And if you need the podcast of any hour you miss, just look for The Pastor Scott Show wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back as the Friday edition of The Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.